Hey guys, welcome uh, to episode 21 of Brentwood Barbell Radio, where this time I actually hit the record button. <laughs> Take number two. <laughs> episode 22. Um, today we're going to talk about coaching, the value of coaching and what you might want to look for when thinking about hiring a coach. Uh, this topic comes up all the time at the gym. Uh, I oftentimes tell people that we're not a gym, uh, we're a coaching business. And the difference is that you're working with a person who is uh, helping guide you uh, to some goal that you're you know, wanting to achieve versus uh, uh, traditionally a gym is thought of uh, some as a place where I go, right, to work out. Um, and so what I do there and how effective it is and all that stuff is sort of up to me which can work for some folks very well. Um, I think that's a relatively small percentage of people, um, but it can work. Uh, in contrast to that would be a coaching model where people come in with a goal, they tell us what that goal is, and then we plan uh, on the most effective way to achieve that goal uh, with some expected sort of bumps along the way that we'll get into here in a bit. But um, but the idea is that we're going to use our uh, expertise in our previous success with other folks and with our personal success in accomplishing things uh, to help you accomplish your thing uh, more uh, efficiently or quicker, if you will. Uh, if you accomplish a goal uh, more quickly, then you can move on to the next goal, right? And the idea would be uh, to accomplish as many goals as possible in, you know, in whatever time we have to work with here while we're here. So, um, what do you think about this, Alex, when you're talking to an athlete, um, and maybe they're coming from a background where they just like went to the gym and did whatever. And, and now you're tasked with communicating with this person and saying, well, here's the program that we're building and we're building it this way because of, you know, what you said, and we're using our experience to, to, to create that. What does that conversation typically sound like, uh, like on the gym yeah, floor? Yeah. So that's why I think it's so important that we do those intro sessions so that we can kind of see where they're at. Cause the athlete too also in a sense has to learn how to be coached. So that's, that's a whole different feeling itself. Like having somebody watching you lift. So, um, it's, it's really great just to get them on the floor, start talking them through some cues, things that they haven't heard before. It's one of the things that, you know, when somebody first comes in, they're like, oh, well, I already kind of know what I'm doing. Then it's like, all right, that's, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm glad that you have some experience and everything. You know, I got some experience. I still learn from some other people. Let me just throw some ideas your way. Um, so in the very beginning, that relationship is kind of, you know, it's more technical. It's more, we're going to start building this relationship. We're going to start building this trust between us um, because, and we, you know, we'll get into this once we start talking about setting goals, but you know, whenever somebody comes in, there is something that they want to accomplish. And sometimes that can be a, yeah, you know, it's, it can be a touchy subject for some people. Like they've been at this for 10 years and they're still not hitting it. So it's like, you know, I'm going to yeah. be here to help walk you along the way and try to help you figure that out. But in the very beginning, you know, we got to kind of build that framework and that ground groundwork for uh, building this relationship so that we can start working towards that, towards that goal. Yeah, I think, you know, this past year was the first time that I invested in coaching, like 
in an ongoing kind of way, right? I had hired, you know, maybe people previously for like short term, like help me do this little thing or, you know, whatever. But this was, this past year was like, I'm hiring a coach to take me from where I'm at in my life right now, professionally to where I want to go professionally. Right. And so that was, it's kind of an, uh, an open-ended sort of, um, goal, if you will. But once I hired a coach, then, you know, she helped me start defining the goal and let's set little goals along the way, because you're not going to accomplish a significant goal if you don't first accomplish a bunch of little goals that, uh, you know, sort of lead up to that goal. Uh, But the hardest thing for me was just allowing myself to be coached, Mm -hmm. right? It was like admitting that this person other than me is the expert, right? This person has what I want, whether it is financial success, coaching success, fitness, strength, whatever. But this person has what I'm after. They've already done it and they had people help them do it. And so, you know, pretty much everything that she's asked me to do in the last year was incredibly uncomfortable and against every internal sort of like voice that I had. Mm right? It's like, well, oh gosh, that's going to really make me feel uncomfortable or, oh gosh, somebody might not like that. Or, oh, I'm going to have to be a bad guy or, oh gosh, we got to raise our rates or, you know, X, Y, Z, man, right on down the line. Every bit of it was like uncomfortable for me and challenged me. And what I had to keep doing was opening up my notebook and staring at my goal. And I had to say, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm willing to be uncomfortable today. Because the thing that she's asking me to do today sucks. I hate it. I don't want to do it. And I could just tell myself that it's like, well, I'm different. Well, I don't need that. Well, I know what she's talking about. Well, I, you know, I kind of get that. But the reality is, is if I did get it, if I did know it, if I was doing it, I'd already be successful. I'd be where she was. You'd be coaching other business owners. Absolutely. Right. I would be on par with her sort of professionally. So it's really challenging for people to come in who have never been coached and agree to be coached. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to be the student and whatever that coach is, you know, asking of you within reason, obviously, um, you should make it your mission to do it. Right. Uh, Like I remember at one point having a conversation with with my coach and saying, everything that you're asking me to do, like makes me cringe. It makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I don't want to do it. And she's like, I went through the same process when I hired my coach. And she's like, I finally just realized that every person I'm talking to is more successful than me. And I think that's the biggest thing. When somebody comes into our facility and they have finally agreed that they need a coach, that's those are the folks that are successful. The ones that then follow through with that and agree to be coached, Mm -hmm. you know, and for them, it might look like following the program, right? If we ask them to pull back a little, maybe they need to pull back a little bit. If we ask them to push a little harder, maybe they need to push a little harder. If we say, I really want you to be here three times a week, they need to be there three times a week. Um, If they, if we say, we're going to, I want you to sit down for 20 minutes over the weekend and I want you to map out some bigger, longer term goals so that we can then work backwards from that. I want you to really just think about what you want out of this. You know, uh, let's define our goals so that when we start achieving milestones along the way, we can appreciate that we can celebrate that success and that will motivate us to keep going because if it's just uncomfortable along the way, that sucks. Mm -hmm. There's gotta be these moments of like, 
wins. You've got to have some wins where you're like, oh, I did that. That felt good. We, I got what we said we were going to do, you know? Um, and, and you can't ever do that. You can't set that process up if you don't ever take the time to say, here's what I want and here's exactly what it looks like. Like I can remember my coach asking me to define um, like we, we do this exercise called like your perfect day. Like, so if you're a, a, like every business owner has probably heard this exercise, but you basically sit down and you write out what your perfect day looks like. What am I doing? What am I working on? Am I working at all? You know, all that kind of stuff, you know, and it's kind of like you're like wave your magic wand sort of exercise. So you get to, you get to dream as big as you want to dream. And I remember saying one of my goals was I want to drive by the gym at 5 p.m. and the parking lot be full. And if I don't want to stop, I want to go home and have dinner with my family. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I want to know that everybody in that building is being taken care of. Yep. And so how do you work backwards from that? Well, you need people in the gym, you, but you need like great coaches. You need coaches who want to be there to help, you, you know, so it like lots of other goals can be built off of that simple idea that will lead me in that direction. And, and so for an athlete, it might be, you know, I want to be stronger. Okay. But what specifically does stronger look like? I want to be able to pick up my grandkid or I want to be able to go up my stairs and down my stairs without my knee hurting or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And then once we've defined that, then we can work backwards from there. And then the athlete has to trust the process. Right. Um, and I know you have, you are sort of like on the ground floor with this, but like, let's talk about that. So how difficult is it for you to get like new athletes to kind of, and maybe some long-term athletes to buy in to the process? Yeah. I would say the first three months is pretty crucial for the new athlete. Cause that's whenever, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta, in a sense, sell your product. Um, but you also got to sell yourself to, Hey, I, I promise I'm going to give you everything that I got to give you the best experience here. I'm going to help lead you to your goals. I'm taking this serious. You know, your, your goals are, you know, like my goal is to get to your goals. Um, yeah. So those first three months are pretty important. Um, you know, that's why like, I don't like to make the programming real difficult in those first three months i want you to come in i want you to experience the gym i want you to not come in be so stressed out like oh my god what numbers am i going to hit what's what what does today what's what's this training session going to bring yeah you you should just kind of walk in knowing what's going to happen um you kind of have this expectation and by the end of the three months then we meet again and we can kind of talk and all right well how did these three months go what did you like what you what didn't you like you know let me help you change that this next three months um you know, that's how you build that relationship. So that technical part of it in the very beginning from the intros through those three months, it kind of already changes after that three months. And, you know, we're kind of starting to try to work towards this long-term relationship. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, I, I feel like I have kind of an interesting perspective because, I, you know, like there's so many parallels between like fitness and finance. And so from a finance perspective or a business perspective, I am the athlete or the student. Mm-hmm. But then from like the coach perspective, I am like the teacher or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really, I think it's helped me understand why some folks struggle to come in and just quote, follow the program. Uh, I You know, I really think the first three to six months 
an athlete is learning how to train, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I mean like the simplest metrics there. I mean like learning how to show up, learning how to allocate time to train, Mm -hmm. learning how to allocate resources to train. You got to go to bed. You've got to eat some food. You got to come in. You know, if you've got that 930 meeting on your mind, like you've got to do your best to put that out of your mind while you're training. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can get back to that later. But all of those things go into learning how to train. And the idea to me anyways, is if we're going to do something, you know, let's be successful at it. And so people who are successful at, you know, training or physical activity behave a certain way. And, and, and those are some of the things, the habits, the strategies that they utilize to be successful. <clears throat> and so we are really trying to teach them how to train. Now, that does not mean that they're actually going to be good at it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, once they have a certain like um, level one sort of skill set or something, then they move up to level two. And, and the things that we're working on in level two are not the same things that we're working on in level one, mm-hmm. you know? I, um, and, and so I think that is uh, a great example of how a coaching and a coach athlete relationship will evolve and grow over time is that you should be talking about different things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, if you're still struggling with consistency months and years into the process, then I think it's probably a good time to step back and say, what do I actually want out of this? Because that tells me that the athlete isn't really focusing on something that's meaningful to them at that particular time, right? People change. People aren't static. You may have a goal when you're 25 and then when you're 35, you should probably have a different goal. You know, and and if you've never really touched base with that since you were 25, uh, maybe maybe going to the gym has found a way to be less important to you. But if you sort of sit down and say, okay, here's what I really need out of the gym today as a 35 year old or a 45 year old person, it takes on a little more weight. And then some of those level one sort of skills like showing up, working hard, being attentive, paying attention, communicating, all of that kind of shit starts to fall back in line. And then the coaching staff gets to have more interesting, I don't know about if interesting is the right word, but more uh, complex sort of conversation Mm -hmm. with you, right? We can actually get into this idea of like what works best for you. But if you haven't made it through sort of the funnel, so to speak, and I know we're going to talk more about the funnel in a bit, but if you haven't made it through that, then there's no reason to talk about, should I do sets of four or six? You know, right. should we train at like a nine RPE or a seven? None of that shit matters. Mm-hmm. And it won't mean anything. And you don't know what it means anyways, if you haven't done that first sort of tier of like skill development. Right. You know, so I think, um, I think when you're hiring a coach, that's really what you're doing is you're, you're hiring somebody to help you navigate this process you know, as efficiently and effectively as, you know, as you, as you could do. Um, it is not buying a program. No. Yeah. It's not buying a program. It's not, <laughs> it's not, and this sounds bad, but it's also, it's not buying a friend. I, I know that sounds bad. I mean, I, I have great relationships with everybody here, but it's not buying a friend. It's somebody who's going to be honest and tell you like, I'm not going to pat you on the back and say, you're doing great. If you're showing up one day, every other week, I'm not going to tell you good job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's yeah, a serious problem that. that I need to help you fix. 
So right, you need to hear that because there's a opportunity cost for the athlete and the mm-hmm. coach. Right, they're obviously not getting a return on their investment of time and yeah. money, and you're not getting a return on your investment of effort and time. You know, uh, which is how coaches grow their business. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think both people in that scenario are, are suffering. You know, and and um, that athlete probably needs to go back to the drawing board and figure out what's important to them. And and if that coach provides that thing, that's awesome. And if that coach doesn't, then maybe they need another mm-hmm. coach or you know, maybe they've decided that um, they don't want to work with a coach right now. It's not a great time for them. And that's okay too. Um, you know, those are all useful adult decisions. Right. Yeah. It's important to know uh, that, you know, don't, don't have to fake it and <laughs> try to yeah, fake, I, make I mean, it work. <laughs> I tell people all the time that like, when we meet, like we might not be the best gym for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're looking to kind of just come in and lift and do whatever, whenever that's cool. But uh, that's just not how we approach uh, our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not right or wrong to want to do that stuff. It's just different, right? If I want a Coke, then I don't drink Mountain Dew. Right. Like it's, you know, it is what it yeah. is. So I think that the first thing that you should do when you're thinking about hiring a coach is, you know, sit down and say, what do I actually want out of this relationship? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to put time, effort, money, uh, into this thing. And I want to have some idea of what that return looks like. You know, uh, the coach is going to help me figure that out too. But <clears throat> the first, I guess, step is choosing to be coached, Yep. you know? Um, and, uh, I think that's a real important step, uh, because, uh, you, you can't be coached effectively if you have not decided that you're going to follow the program or that you want to be coached effectively mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that a coach has to go all in on their uh, coaching development and education. Mm-hmm. They have to decide that they want to be a coach, you know, and um, those are never ending sort of <clears throat> pursuits for both the athlete and the coach. And, and when that process comes together, it's, it's like a really fun thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's it for coaching. Um, you got anything else to add to that? Uh, no, no, no. I think covered all the bases. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Hopefully this episode was useful to you. If you're in the market, uh, and you're looking at hiring a coach, uh, we'd love to talk to you. If um, if you've got a great coach, then that's awesome. Um, pay them well and uh, follow the program. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Later. See you.